Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring a complete show with two of the most famous comedians of all time, Fred Allen and Jack Benny. Comedian Jack Benny was born in Waukegan, Illinois. And although he admits to being only 39 years old, on February 14, 1971, he celebrated his 77th birthday. Jack Benny was a star in vaudeville, motion pictures, radio, and television. I think, however, that radio was the medium in which he was outstanding. Here's an example of one of the most memorable bits from the Jack Benny show. This classic routine, done many times over the years, features Mel Blanc as the railroad conductor, Rochester, Frank Nelson, Joe Kearns, Phil Harris, and Sheldon Leonard as the racetrack tout. Gee, the station is crowded. Rochester. Yes, boss. Put on your red cap and carry my bags to the train, will you? <laughs> I gotta meet my gang. Yeah. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Gee, we're all supposed to meet here at the information desk. I wonder... Oh, there they are. Hey, Phil, Don. Oh, hello, Jack. Hiya, Jackson. Say, uh, what are you carrying there under your arm? Well, I heard it was pretty cold in New York, and I want to be on the safe side. But Jackson, a smudge pot. <laughs> well, I'm not taking any chances. You Train know. leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Does anybody want to go to Anaheim, Azusa, or Cucamonga? <laughs> Say, Don, have you got all the tickets? Well, not quite, Jack. At the last minute, Phil said he needed an extra one. Phil, who are you sneaking on this trip with you? Well, it's Frankie, my guitar player. I got to take him along on account of the magazines. The magazines? Yeah, he reads to me. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, now I have to buy another ticket. Hi, Jack. Where you been? Ain't seen you around. What? Oh, hello. Hello. Who was that, Jackson? Oh, he's a racetrack tout that used to hang around Hollywood Park, you know. Well, I'll meet you later, fellas. Now, let's see. The ticket window ought to be... Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Oh, come on. Somebody must want to go to Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. <laughs> now, let me see. The ticket window ought to be... Uh, Jack. Hey, uh, Jack. Uh, come here a minute. Huh? Oh, it's you again. What is it? I uh, didn't want to say anything while you were with your friends there, but uh, where are you going? New York. What train you taking? The Chief. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why, what's the matter? Take the El Capitan. But, but I like the Chief. Come here, man. Yeah. And take my tip, bud. The El Capitan will beat the chief in the Kansas City by three lengths. <laughs> uh, 
What? Uh, according to yesterday's performance, it can't miss. Well, look, I'm sorry. I'm taking the cheese. Huh? Why? Come here a minute. <laughs> Don't noise this around, see? No. But I found out the chief is a sleeper. <laughs> So long, fella. Okay, okay. So long. Now, let's see. The ticket window should be... Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Look, we're not asking much. Two of you, or even one of you. Just somebody to keep the engineer company. Here's the ticket window. Oh, pardon me. Are you the ticket clerk? So what do you think I am in this cage? A canary? <laughs> well, don't get huffy about it. All I want is a ticket on the cheese. Oh. Yeah, would you like the $60 ticket or the $140 ticket? Well, uh, what's the difference? Well, with the $140 ticket, you ride inside. <laughs> Well, naturally, I want to ride on the inside. After all, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. You're not as young as anybody used to be. <laughs> now, don't get fresh. All I want is a ticket to New York. Return trip? No, one way. Good. <laughs> now, cut that out and stop wasting time. I have to get to New York by Thursday. I'm sorry, but our trains are all booked up. Well, think, man, think there must be one train that has room for me. Leaving on track I've waited here long enough. You've just got Well, to... well, you're in luck, Blue Eyes. <laughs> I found one ticket on the Chief. Good, I'll take it. The Chief, leaving for New York. All aboard! Hurry up, hurry up, will you, clerk? Thanks, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Wait for me! Wait for me! Hey, Jackson, we're moving. Hurry up! I'm coming, I'm coming! Wait for me! Jack Benny was also known for his violin playing, in a comic way, of course. But did you know that Mr. Benny is really an accomplished violinist? As a matter of fact, he practices as much as six hours a day and performs concerts all over the United States. Here's Jack doing a bit with his violin teacher, played by Mel Blanc, on one of his radio shows during the 40s. I will make the A on the piano. No, 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 you are flat. Pull the string up a little tighter. Okay. Tighter. Tighter. Ah! Oh, darn it, the string broke. 
Good. That's one down and three to go. <laughs> well, you better put a new string on, Professor, while I open the window. It's kind of hot in here. There. Hey, Stevie, kick it to me. And then I'll... Look, there's Mr. Benny in the window. Hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Joey. Hello, Stevie. Hello, Mr. Benny. Say, Mr. Benny, some of us kids are going to play football. Can you come out and play with us? Oh, gee, I can't, Joey. I got to take my violin lesson. <laughs> but I'll, I'll maybe a little later. Okay, we'll wait for you. Mr. Benny, you better close the window. It will be quieter. Okay. Here's your violin. We'll start with the piece I gave you last time. Uh, uh, what was it again? The, uh, the glow worm. Uh, oui, monsieur, the glow worm. Uh, it is very pretty. Uh, commence. Okay. Monsieur Benny. Monsieur Benny. It is such a small worm. Do not kill it. I'm sorry. I'll take it again. <laughs> Mr. Benny, huh? what are the plink plinks? Uh, I'm stepping over the worm. <laughs> Mr. Benny, leave the jokes to the comedians. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Perhaps we better limber up a little more with the exercises. Uh, as you wish. Play it softer with emotion. Dip your bow in Jurgen's lotion. <laughs> Nero played while Rome was burning. Right now for a match I'm yearning. <laughs> now, Mr. Benet, uh, you are sounding worse than ever. But, Professor, I've been practicing two hours every day. How can you stand it? <laughs> What? Now, look, that is enough of the exercises. Let us go back to the lesson. Commence. <laughs> now, Mr. Benny... Uh, Mr. Benny... Mr. Benny... Mr. Benny, please. The lesson she is over. Will you please pay me my money now and don't keep me waiting like always? Oh, yes, yes, Professor. How thoughtless of me. I'll go into my vault and get your money. I wonder who keeps it further underground, me or Fort Knox. <laughs> I must ask him someday when I'm there to collect the rent. Password. Uh, the British are coming. Oh, it's you, Mr. Benny. Yes, yes. We've had that password a long time now, haven't we, Ed? Yes, ever since that night you hung the lantern in the old North Church. <laughs> oh, yes. By the way, Mr. Benny, did that fellow on horseback ever make it? <laughs> Why? Huh? 
I had two dollars on him. <laughs> well, uh, excuse me a minute, Ed. I'm, I'm going to open the vault. How much money are you putting in? Oh, nothing. You know, I'm taking some out. Oh, sickness in the family? <laughs> no, no, everything's all right. Well, I'm going to open the vault now. Shall I take a sleeping pill? No, no. No, no, Ed, you can watch. It's all right. See, the combination is right to 45, left to 60, back to 15, and left to a dollar and 50 cents. There it is. Well, see you later, Ed. All right. Oh, by the way, Mr. Benny, I meant to ask you, how are things on the outside? Oh, it's, it's December. Winter is nearly here. And the leaves are falling. Say, that must be exciting. No, no. No, Ed, people are wearing clothes now. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, Ed. Well, well, here you are, Professor, a dollar and a half. Here's your dollar, and here's a... Oh, darn it, it was so dark down there, I got the wrong coin. Professor, have you got change for a Spanish doubloon? <laughs> Fred Allen and Jack Benny were great foils. In the late 30s, as part of his weekly routine, Jack created a running feud with Fred Allen, star of Town Hall Tonight. Several years ago, when Mr. Benny was a guest on the Golden Days of Radio, I asked him about this well-known feud. And, of course, everyone would like to know a little bit about your famous feud with comedian Fred Allen. How did that begin? Well, this feud with Fred Allen started by accident. A lot of people imagine that we planned a feud like this, but if you'd have planned it, it wouldn't have been successful. Uh -huh. The feud started with a little 10-year-old boy who played a violin solo, and when he got through, Alan made derogatory remarks about my violin playing. So I answered him on my show, knowing he would listen to it. And he knew I was always listening to his show, so he then answered me. And this went on week after week until we got into the feud. And we were into the feud, I would say, seven or eight months before we even discussed it with each other over the phone about what to do next. Mm -hmm. That's why it was a successful feud. It would never have been any other way. Well, Jack, you've been a successful comedian and, and one of the great names for many, many years. And here's Jack with Fred Allen during the days of the Benny Allen feud. Jack, this is quite a surprise, you dropping in. I didn't know you were going to be here tonight. I didn't know it either, Fred, until I heard you announce it five times last week. 
But don't get me wrong, Freddy. I appreciate that buildup. I'm one guy who knows that it pays to advertise. Now, listen here, Benny. If that's a hint, you're not getting one cent for crawling in here tonight, and you know it. <laughs> Why, Fred, I... Uh, really, I didn't expect to get paid for this. I haven't any more right to take money for working on this program than you have. <laughs> Hold on there, Benny. That's an insult. Well, if I, if I was Professor Quiz, I'd say correct. Absolutely correct. And if I was Major Bowes, you'd have left with a unit ten minutes ago. <laughs> hey, that's nice work if you can get it. You know, Freddie, I wouldn't mind being back in vaudeville again, though, would you? Ah, oh, those were the good old days. Yes, sir. Say, Fred, no kidding. Will you ever forget the time you and I were together at the Orpheum Theater in Sioux City, Iowa? Yep. Only I was on the stage. I don't care, Freddie. I made more money selling peanuts in one day than you did all week. Well, Jack, I didn't make much money in those days, but I was a pretty good juggler. Remember how I used to toss those Indian clubs in the air and do a funny monologue at the same time? I sure do. And, Fred, you remember when you dropped those clubs? How you'd let them lay there right alongside of your jokes? <laughs> Yeah, well, Fred, anyway, a lot of water has gone over the darn since then, huh? Over the darn? Yes, Fred, you know how careful we have to be. <laughs> but just think, Freddie, just think, here we are, both in Hollywood and both of us in pictures. It does seem unreasonable, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, I had a hunch you were going back east, Fred, and that's why I came up here to see you. Have you decided uh, which way you're going back? I mean, uh, which form of transportation? Well, I was going to take the boat and go through Panama. But I've got a hat, so oh. I decided to... Uh, <laughs> I decided to take the train. Well, Fred, I, of course, I don't want to influence you one way or the other, but uh, have you ever thought of driving back east? You know, by automobile? Uh, what kind of an automobile? Now, don't rush me. <laughs> and it's in good condition, too. <laughs> no kidding. Would you like to drive back home, Freddie? No, Jack. I'll, uh, I'll stick to the chief. Well, if you'd rather hang around with Indians. <laughs> the chief is a train, as you will find out when you finish your next picture, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Say, what are you trying to get at, anyway? Well, Fred, I own a Maxwell. And I thought that You if... don't think you can palm that tin nightmare off on me, I hope. Why, I wouldn't be found dead in that car. Say, you're no better than the engine. <laughs> Why, the engine in that steam cabinet is so dead, the front wheels are nothing but rubber pallbearers. Where is that uncovered wagon? It's right outside the door. Hey, boys, boys. Yes, Manny. Uh, will you drive my Maxwell in, please? Sure, sure. Now, be careful, fellas. It's a high-powered car there, you know. Right in here, boys. Right in here. Well, uh, want us to leave it right here, Mr. Benny? Yes, yes, thanks, fellas. Hey, what, what's that noise? Noise? I'll cut off the motor so we can hear it.
That's better. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Benny, I guess this belongs to you. Oh, the door. Yes, thanks. <laughs> I, uh, I went to close it and it came off in my hand. <laughs> hey, what's the... Hey, who started it? Hey, what was that? Did the engine drop out? No, Smarty, it's the new sunken motor. And listen to this horn. That note is by Stakowski. Well, how, how, is, how is the car on gas? Well, I get about four miles to the court. If I insist, of if course. You, uh, <laughs> if you put your foot down. Yes, yes. Well, uh, how much does that make to the gallon? Well, I never put in a gallon. I don't believe in spoiling a car. You know how it is with gas tanks. Easy come, easy go. Well, Alan, what do you say? Well, now that I've had a good look at this bear trap, Jack, I know why the Maxwell people went into the coffee business. Now, Freddie, I'm not begging you to take this car. Only I thought, well, you walk all the time. You're not getting any younger. I think you ought to take your varicose veins out for a spin once in a while. What are you asking for this Rhapsody and Junk? I'm asking $95 FOB. FOB? For old Benny. <laughs> How about it, Fred? Hey, if you don't know, <laughs> laughing at your next Sunday show already. <laughs> I can't wait. If you don't know... I'd give $1,000 if I could think of an answer right now. If you don't know by now that I don't want that car, you ought to have your skull thin. If you don't want the car, and I think you don't, I'll be on my way. No hard feelings, I hope. No, Jack, I haven't anything against you, not Benny the man. No. I'm just not in the market, that's all. I hope I didn't offend you. Oh, no, Freddie, I'll just have to sell it to some other uh, guy. <laughs> Thanks, Freddy. Goodbye. Hey, what was that, Jack? That's what my car thinks of you, Alan. Go <laughs> so on, everybody. That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Fellas and you gals, too, have you ever thought about brushing up on some of those high school subjects you found kind of tough? Or maybe studying for a university diploma? Being in the service, you have a chance to enter the largest classroom in the world and join millions of other American service personnel stationed in almost every corner of the globe. Men and women who have taken elementary, high school, and college courses, university extension courses, as well as business and technical vocational training. Where is this fabulous classroom located? Wherever you are. That's right. There isn't a camp installation or ship which can't be reached by the services of USAFI, the United States Armed Forces Institute. Whether you're interested in a correspondence course or if you'd just like to study with a group, USAFI can offer you what you want. For a uniform education, study with USAFI. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>